Alan, you know, thank you for having me, you know, on your amazing show. It's a privilege to be here. And I am, you know, DJ the Money Coach. And I actually run a organization called the Seven Spheres of Money. And the Seven Spheres of Money is actually a business system that I created 21 years ago. And it actually covers accounting, insurance, banking, real estate, financial planning, estate planning, and actual legal. And what I've actually done is created a curriculum that actually teaches the middle class how to actually become consumer debt free, actually teach them how to pay off their homes in seven to 10 years. And then I actually teach them actually how to start businesses, invest in real estate and leverage the tax laws. I have an accounting background and I actually used to be a president of a technology service division for a major accounting practice in the North shore of Chicago. So I've actually taught people over the past 21 years, how to get their houses in order, how to create finances the proper way, put them on budgets, and then teach them how to build businesses from their skill sets or their passions, and then take them across and give access to seven different asset classes. So what I do for the YMCA, I also do for the Houston Metropolitan Federal uh, Employees Credit Union, State of Illinois, Attorney General's Young Prosecu Prosecutor's Office, actually State of Michigan as well, actually have done all the financial education employee benefits for the regional airport of Montgomery in Alabama. And as well as I've done it for uh, Chase Bank as well. Chase Bank has a program called the um, Advanced Black Pathways that they started a foundation, which they invested $100 million in in February of 2020. And I actually last year took 358 professionals through the program with Chase through my curriculum, and we actually found $42 million in assets to help people get on the right pathway to success. So over the past three years, I've actually started building and investing in a 220-unit luxury residential resort in Africa. And we're about to celebrate that victory for us on a tour called the Go Entrepreneur Tour. That's actually going to kick off at Rice University in the Shell Auditorium Business School. And we're actually bringing Dame Dash in to actually highlight his new movie called The Prince of Detroit, which he actually celebrates a Black family that actually sold their healthcare business for over a million dollars in the past five years. And we're going to bring successful entrepreneurs that have been in business for the last three decades that have made millions of dollars in industries that most Blacks have no idea that they're being successful and show them sustainability. So they'll get at this Go Entrepreneur Tour access and execution. And what people always ask me, Kellen, what makes your event different from anybody else's? I said, it's just simple. Number one, you're not getting the access, but you're actually going to get the opportunity to meet the actual successful entrepreneurs and do business with them. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, I have somebody, I got the message. He was um, loving Africa, which I think all of you should. You know, this is an African business podcast, but DJ, the money coach also teaches you how to get financially um, out of debt. Um, I went to the website, which was very neat. I just want to say, because you guys know, I do not have um, just any gurus come on here because we don't know who is who and what is what sometimes. And all of us can get caught up in having somebody. But one thing about uh, DJ before he starts um, talking, he's not telling you you're going to be rich overnight. He doesn't have a um, stop changing. You know, you got to change your habits. 
and he has a good amount of testimonials from here to Zanzibar. So we're going to get into it. And hopefully, oh, my prayer is that you at least go touch the continent, pick a country, and then maybe you want to stay. So DJ, the money coach, welcome to Diversify Game. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, Kellen. Thank you for having me on your amazing show. You know, it is a privilege and an honor to be your guest today. And hopefully we can share some uh, principles of success with your audience. And just like you said, we want them to go to the motherland because Africa is for Africans. And with Black Americans, we can actually create success and keep Africa for Africans. And I will have uh, the links below for his channel where you're showing Zanzibar. The only problem I have of you showing Zanzibar is that you didn't show enough of it for me. Uh, I wanted to see more and more and more because it's a place I haven't been able to explore yet, but I've heard many great things. So let's just start there with Africa for you, because I'm talking about Africa every day, all day. Why Africa? Why Zanzibar? What, what got you there? You know, that's a great question. I've always had uh, Africa on my mind. My mother used to go to Africa back in the 80s and the 90s. My mother's a world traveler, and she actually had a chance to meet diplomats and stuff from Ghana, from Nigeria, and things of that nature. So having been busy growing through life, I just didn't get a chance to get there. In the past five years, I started to specifically start checking off bucket list trips for myself personally, and I actually have lineage that goes back to Cape Verde. And actually, Zanzibar was one of the bucket list trips that I have been talking about with my friends and my business partners over the last five years. So about three years ago, I actually got a call. I think it was like December 27th and about 1130 at night, one of my business partners called me up and said, hey, remember that bucket list trip we were talking about taking the summer before? I said, yeah, which one? Was Cape Verde or Zanzibar? They said Zanzibar. Said, I have an opportunity for us to go. And they said, the only problem is I should have told you sooner because this particular trip actually requires an $800 deposit. It's non-refundable and you got to buy it in the next 24 hours. And they said, hey, out of the several people I know, only you might be one or two that can actually have the money and can go anytime you want to because I'm absolutely free. Nobody owns me. So I said, cool. They sent me the link, Kellen. I hopped on the link. I paid for the package. And then I got so excited, I called my sister up, my older sister, and I said, hey, Tish, I said, uh, guess what? I said, we're going to Zanzibar. She said, what do you mean? I said, I just paid for us to go to Zanzibar, and I'm taking you, and it's going to be my treat as my big sister. So my sister, she's excited. I'm excited. And then she just starts chuckling. I'm like, well, what's so funny? She said, you know what? RJ is sitting on the beach right now in Zanzibar. So RJ is a family friend of ours that we've known for 25 years and I said, you got to be kidding me. So I hop on WhatsApp. He hops on. He's on the beach. He's got some exotic drink in his hand. And I'm like, man, you down there in Zanzibar doing your thing. He said, I absolutely am. And then he said, hey, you coming down, huh? I said, yes. I told him about the package that I bought. He said, look, man. He said, for what you spent, I can actually get two of you for one price. And I said, well, I got an $800 non-refundable. He said, well, you've been knowing me for how long? I said, you're right. He said, if I can't get it, I'll take care of you. So he took care of me and my sister. We actually able to go, two of us for the price of one. And at that point, man, it was love at first sight because I had never been to Africa. And it is more than what you expect. The people are friendly. The island is beautiful. And it's just a peace of mind that everybody deserves to have. So that's how I got to Africa, specifically Zanzibar. 
What a beautiful story. A again, everybody's story to Africa is different. And, uh, you know, there's no shame on however you get there, y'all. Uh, but you hear it from somebody else, not just me. And, you know, to everybody in Zanzibar, Uhaligani, uh, Poisana, you know, get that Swahili on. Because I, I hear once you leave Zanzibar, you better know a little bit of Swahili. How, how was it with the language with you? Um, was English real okay to get around? It was absolutely great because they speak English as a primary language. You know, Swahili is the national language, but most of the people in Zanzibar are educated through the colonization system based on, you know, the UK, because if a lot of people need a history. Zanzibar actually was, you know, taken over by the Portuguese. Then it was taken over by the uh, Germans. And basically, when you get there, everybody speaks very fluent, very crisp, sharp English, and they do speak Swahili. So you do want to learn how to speak Swahili, pick up the couple of little, you know, terms and everything, or you want to get on your um, app and start learning. And fortunately for me as well, it's just amazing how this came together, Kellen. I had my uh, daughters in a private school, and I knew my daughters were taking Swahili for the past two years. So I actually had a chance to sit down with my daughters and get caught up and go to the little uh, events that they did. So I had ability to learn a little bit of Swahili. And man, it, it's just amazing experience. And I tell your people that don't believe the negative propaganda that the United States, that the, you know, Europe's Europeans have because their first goal is not to have you come over there and find out that they're buying up everything. That's their first goal. You, you, you'd be amazed. Well, you're not because you've been in Africa multiple times. But it always amazes me when people ask me, you know, what I say, naive questions. Is it safe to go to Africa? I said, is it safe? I said, they don't even lock their doors in Zanzibar. Oh, what about disease? I said, they were preventing you from bringing your disease to the island during the pandemic. I said, actually, yeah. Zanzibar ended up becoming a expat haven for people during the pandemic that had never been to Africa and they went and they never came back. That's how amazing Zanzibar is. And another thing, Zanzibar actually right now is the number one tourist spot in all of Africa. And a lot of people, because they don't know geography, Zanzibar is literally 15 minute flight to Mount Kilimanjaro and a 30 minute flight to the Serengeti. So people come to Zanzibar and take trips that they come for two to three months at a time. They'll go up to Mount Kilimanjaro for about a week or two. Then they'll come down to the Serengeti for, for a beautiful you know, safari for about seven to 10 days. And then they end on the beach like being in California. If you've ever been to California, you know you can go skiing and snow surfing. I mean, snow skiing and uh, surfing all in the same day. And I've had the pleasure to do both of them. It's just amazing, man. Zanzibar is spectacular. And the food is best on the earth. They rarely use refrigeration. They go catch, clean their food, no processing, no sugar. I mean, once you go to Zanzibar and start eating right, you don't want to come back just because of that. And he's telling you all this, you guys, because there is an opportunity for those who have an ear to hear. Right before we get into that opportunity, though, I want you to tell, because a lot of times, and you mentioned that you have Cape Verde lineage, but you're born in America, correct? That's correct. Absolutely. Born, born in America. America. Okay. And I don't know, you know, I know in Cape Verde, if your parents are from there, you can get citizenship. Are you a citizen of Cape Verde? Uh, no, not not yet. But I do That's have lineage that goes back there on, the, on a very deep lineage. So if, okay. if I pursued it, we would be able to have, have achieved it. 
Okay, I hope you do get that just for what's. Oh yeah, time. yeah. That's my yeah, next. Yeah. That's my next stop after I finish taking care of this business in Zanzibar. We're gonna hop over to Cape Verde as well. And, and I put that out there, you guys, because a lot of times in, in America, depending on where you are, you know what is black enough, right? We hear it with Kamala Harris, we hear it with different people, but we come in all shades, and all are welcome, especially in Africa. But all are welcome. I just want it to be clear because somebody will try to discredit what you're saying about Africa and say, "Well, that's because he's lighter skinned," or "That's because he said he had Cape, he had Cape Verde in, in him." Not understanding that, I you know I have a uh, friends and, and clients and client friends who are dark as shade and some that are as light as light. Everybody is welcome. They may call you a Mazungu out there, but they may call you a Mazungu off the way you're acting too. So, you know, you guys just know that. Um, you tell me if I'm if I'm if I'm lying. If you got any hate because of your skin tone, please clarify and let me know I was I was wrong. Never. Never never at all. I mean the people you have people that are, you know, purple is you know black and you have people that are more light complexion than I am. So if you ever have been to Mauritius, which is another you know island in Africa, you'd see that we come in all different shapes, sizes, colors, and hues, but we all come from the same motherland. That's the great thing about it. Those people in Zanzibar, they embrace us. And the reality is, is that they were so refreshed, Kellen, to see a group of us come over there because prior to me coming over and other people gone over there, but they would see one or two you know, black Americans, but they're so used to the Europeans, the Germans, the Chinese, the Japanese being over there. They almost forgot that there's, you know, black Americans that even exist because we don't come over in droves because we have been misinformed purposely with the propaganda to not come there. So the other people can gather up all of the motherland to themselves. And what we decided to do is say, no, nah, not on our watch. We're going to come over there, take small professional business owners that are coming over there, not only investing in the land, but actually starting businesses. So what I've been able to do is not only go over there, and like it says on my shirt, it says, take a bite out of Zanzibar. You know, the B is for buy real estate. The I is for invest in ancillary businesses that support the real estate. The T is for travel, and the E is to experience the beautiful island with DJ the Money Coach and the Seven Spheres of Money. So like you, as you talked about, you have people to go over to Cameroon and Ghana and buy you know, property and investments as little as $1,000, getting returns of double digits. We basically have a model that we started in the United States where we know that the land is a great you know, asset and a great gem, but the real money is in B2B contracts with the government and the private sector that supports those. And see, a lot of people are not educated enough to understand it, because think about it. I'm building a resort, but when nobody's in that resort, it still got to have commercial waste management. It still has to have pest control, still has to have transportation, still has to have concierge, still has to have food and things of that nature. Those are multi-million dollar contracts that most people are not even thinking about because they want to just stay and have that bucket list trip. But I'm a businessman, so I'm going over there and doing economics. And just like you on the interview that I saw you do, First thing I'm going to do to educate people is tell them to get this book called Africa Rising. This is a case study done on Africa by a PhD from the University of Texas in Austin. And this case study was done in 2007 and the book came out in 2011. And this basically tells you about the four uh, tiers of growth that's going to happen in Africa over the next 125 years. And when I went to Zanzibar the first time, Kellen, 
I hadn't had the book. I ended up getting that book recommended to me. So when I was there and I had the book recommended to me on my first and shortest trip there, as I was coming home and I got the book, I started reading the book and then I got even more excited. And this is when I decided to buy because in the book, the stuff they were talking about in 2011, I saw about 60, 70% of it already materialized. So that got me excited. And I knew I had hit the mother load because of a case study. So I didn't care what anybody else had to say to me because I'm a study of businesses. So there's another great book that people want to read. It's called Good to Great by Jim Collins, who used to be a provost at Stanford University. And what he talks about is what's called the hedgehog concept. It's a three-legged stool. He said, Kellen, what's your passion or your skill set, the ability to make money? That's the first leg of your stool. The second leg is, he says, in a saturated world, what is your niche? And see, what I found out, what my niche is, I'm great at educating people from a financial standpoint, and I'm a licensed professional. So I took the middle class and I actually made it more super niche where I said, look, I'm going to work specifically with professionals who have incomes of $75,000 to $250,000. And for this reason alone, because I'm that type of professional, you're that type of professional, is because people like that, they don't have enough liquidable assets like an accredited investor where they can have a million, two million, five million dollars in the bank or in investments that UBS, Merrill Lynch, or Goldman Sachs would even want to work with, but they aspire to work with them. On the opposite side of coin, they don't want to work with the Walmart financial services people because those people have less assets, less education, so they don't work with them. So they have a conundrum. So what I did was create a system to service them specifically and primarily small business owners. And then the last leg of that three-legged stool is how do you get people in front of you, Kellen? It's called the economic bus to know who you are. And what I do is I go across the country, I get interviewed, I do symposiums, I work with major Fortune 500 companies, and that shines the light on my hedgehog concept. So what I did is take my hedgehog concept that we affect over the last 21 years, and I took it straight to Zanzibar. So I have a competitive advantage, even against the Europeans, because they don't see us coming. Woo, they don't see us coming, but when they see us, they know we are there and there to stay. Now, uh, I, I want this African opportunity to be clear as day for you guys, because you guys know we, we bring people to Africa, but we're not the only people who do that. So many people are doing it, and I love it. And we'll highlight every single one because there's no competition. But can you let the people know, is this a um, a real estate tour, a business tour? How does it work? Do you have to buy? Because some folks will be, look at the prices and say, I can't afford that right now. Am I going to be forced to buy something? Like, give them the game on that. So that's a great question. So we can take you there as a tourist. We have three pathways, Kellen. The first one is, you should take that bucket list trip because you only live once. So we actually have a tourist package that comes in two forms. One, you can actually stay in a seven-day, six-night luxury condominium that sits right on the Indian Ocean for as little as $499. That's number one. Number two, just like Bonvoy and Rio, if you know who they are, the largest you know owners of resorts on the planet and actual you know, what they call uh, timeshare, you know, vehicles, we have a package called the Pom Pom Lifestyle Vacation Club. And what that does is if you remember back in the day when you had Lairway and your parents would have the Christmas Club or the Lairway and they would make a payment every month, we actually provide a vacation package that you can invest as little as a couple of hundred dollars a month. And you can do it for 12 months and you can take a 10 day trip with us 
to Zanzibar any time of the year, no blackouts. It's not a timeshare because I'm not selling timeshares or deeds. I don't believe in that, never have owned one in my life. What I'm enabling you to do is to, you know, basically put that trip on Lairway, pay it in full at the end of the year. And then when you're ready to take your lovely family, you can go whenever you want to, as long as we have rooms available. So that's the, the tourism leg. The second leg is I let you come over there and show you how to actually acquire land, the actual land. Because like you talked about, most African countries, they allow you to lease the land so you don't actually own it. I actually own the land because I bought my land from actual tribal councils. So in Zanzibar, they have a tribal council leader called Ashurha. And the Shurha actually vets the lineage of families who own land and then connect it with the government. They make sure that that land can be transferred to another owner. So we have the ability to actually forge relationships to actually buy actual acres of land that I own outright. So but now let I me can... ask you a question real quick to clarify, because, again, I got like Africans and people who I know in, in Zanzibar you can buy property. But I was always told that the land you couldn't buy. And we get so many people getting caught up in Ghana and everywhere else. Buy, you know, oh, I thought I bought it. No, you leased it for 50 years. So you can buy land in Zanzibar. I have, I, have a, I have a video that my manager sent you showing me actually buying the land. See, here's the thing. Everybody has different set of skills, Kellen. I've been yeah. a business person in commercial real estate for over 15 years. He started so, in middle school. No, 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 not not a, not a middle school. I, I I've been a businessman, so a businessman yeah, in commercial. Yeah, no, but no, they're gonna look at you and they're gonna say fifteen years. No, no. So that's why you gotta say you started it. You started in middle school, y'all. Absolutely. So so here's the thing. I study businesses. I study industry. So in the commercial real estate industry, there's a a high level certification. It's called a commercial uh, PCP, and that takes like years to accomplish. So what I did when I went over there and start talking to the developers, I said, there's gotta be a way that you can get passage to citizenship and residency, which it is. And in Zanzibar, the Condominium Act of 2018, 2019, allows foreign investors to actually become residents if you own $100,000 of actual land or property, okay? Through their 99 lease program. But what they don't tell you is that you can actually get citizenship through businesses, and you can actually start buying land directly from tribal members and families. And so since I did my research, I have partners that actually have been born and raised in Zanzibar and wanted to do business with me at my resort. I asked them, hey, how can I acquire land and show me your attorneys, show me your government heads, your foreign ministers for investments. And I have relationships with those people. And so I went to Zanzibar this last time, all of July, and I literally bought acres of land within three business days and I videoed it just to prove to people because when we we're over there just like you said we had a lot of professionals that were saying oh you can only get 99 year leases and that's not what I'm interested in. I want to I said well you don't know the right people and you don't speak the right professional language and I happen to do so we accomplished that and what I do now is I show people within three business days, how we acquired land and that same land, Kellen, is gonna be fully developed by January of 2024. We're gonna build four additional luxury townhouses that we invested less than $20,000 and that land in the townhouses, which we already sold, is gonna be worth almost a million dollars in US. Awesome, awesome. And, and I know 
hopefully you got a deal on that. So you're making some money. Can you tell the people to get into that program or even, I don't want them just kicking around tires. What, you know, to find out, you say residency, what are these packages, you know, starting at? Because somebody will call you at $5 and it might be, you know, 5,000 and no need to waste the time. And I don't want you guys to have to kick around tires. So to get residency or to get in that, to learn more about that program, what does that cost? Okay, so the little investment that you have to do, and that's a great question, because uh, what I didn't tell your people is that I used to be a securities license professional. I held every securities license under the sun. I ran a boutique financial planning practice for almost 10 years. I have actually have a LinkedIn. And what I always like to tell people, I'm a licensed professional. Everybody in my organization have licenses. Right now, I'm actually still fully licensed in the insurance business. I have commercial uh, insurance for home auto and life. I don't write policies, Kellen. Let me make that absolutely clear, but I actually am an advocate. So in order to get into our program, you have to be vetted. You can invest what is as little as $5,000, but in order for us to make sure that you are not risking your last penny, we actually take you through a basic budget. We take you through a survey, and then we actually show you based on your assets, what you can actually acquire with us after you're qualified. So actually tonight, we actually have an exclusive investment meeting at 6.30 p.m. Central Time that we actually take people and show them A to Z. And prior to that, they can get a program that is part of that first leg. It's called Back to the Basics. Back to the Basics and orders them to get a survey, an analytical report, and a plan put together for them, figure out what their assets are, and then show them what they're qualified for. And that way, that covers all the ground. So the Security Administration Commission covers the type of investors they are. Because if you're not a accredited investor that makes $200,000 for three years in a row based on your tax returns and have liquidable assets of $1.5 million outside of your house and the car, you can't just jump into investments without vetting. Or a sophisticated investor is generally like people who run hedge funds and startups and uh, venture capitalists. Other than that, you have five regular investors. You have an income investor, a conservative, a moderate, a growth, and aggressive. So we give you what's called a risk tolerance questionnaire. Takes about 20 minutes to fill out. Once we fill that out with you, Kellen, it identifies what type of investor you are. Then we find out what your discretionary income is. Make sure you have emergency fund. Make sure you have Roth IRA, things of that nature that make sure you are solid. And after you do that, let's just say hypothetically, all your assets are $100,000. We only ask you to invest 5% of your portfolio because it is a risk. It's a calculated risk, but it is a risk. And what we never do is allow you to invest in something that we're not fully invested in ourselves. So we have one question that we have people to ask, and this is what I was going to be excited about speaking to you, is that what do you have equity and ownership that you're trying to sell, market, or be a consultant to me? Because if you don't own anything you're telling me about, me personally, I'm never going to do anything with you because you don't have any skin in the game and you don't have any proof of concept. But if I have equity and ownership and I own acres of land and I do business with Chase and I do business with the airports, these things are certifiable that you can go check out for your own. So that shows you I am a resident expert in my craft. So as you do that, you come to this program. It takes about 30 minutes. We get you vetted and then we show you the asset. And if you have $5,000, we'll show you how to get onboarded into Zanzibar and we'll show you how to build up over the next two to five years at least $100,000 in real estate and business. And then you can become a full-fledged re resident and get dual passports. 
Okay, so does it start at five? Because we just let people know if you don't have five, you know, just save. And you can save yeah. five because you do it for Balenciaga all the day. Uh, sorry, D. Sorry, DJ. I, I get into it sometimes with with the people, but uh, <laughs> you know, I can hear them. But okay, so it starts at five, and and can you tell the people? Um, with that five, will they then, um, is residency guaranteed? Like you can see my flag right there. I tell people, if you got, you know, some money, Mexico residency is guaranteed. If you make a Mexican minimum wage, is it guaranteed, um, that they'll have their residency? The residency is guaranteed Kellen, once you own or run a hundred thousand dollar business or own a hundred thousand dollars worth of real estate. And soon as you do, we'll start taking you through the process to residency right now. I'm completing for full transparency, my business residency and my personal residency because the resort is almost complete. So until it's absolutely complete, I can't get the residency, but I can start the process. So I've actually started opening up my corporation. I have accountants over there. So the seven spheres of money system I told you I have here in America that I've run for 21 years, I'm building the exact same business system in Zanzibar, no different than the Chinese, no different than the Germans, no different than the Italians. I'm doing exact the way corporate America runs because I run a corporation. See, that's the difference between these solopreneurs and these wannabes. They don't run real businesses. Again, I have an accounting background. I used to run an accounting division for a very successful North Shore accounting practice. And our clients' average uh, income was $750,000 a year. And their average revenues were $5 million. So I used to go in, sit down with them and help them get to the next level. I also have access to over $3.5 billion worth of capital because I actually have billionaires that I know personally. That's not a brag. It just happens to be facts. So I'm not going over there as DJ. I'm going over there as a corporation. DJ the Money Coach is also a corporation. I also have a venture capital search firm. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So I go over there and I set people up. So if you have 5,000 starting out, and we'll show you how to build up to 100000 and then we'll take you through the passage of residency, and we'll provide a system for you. So basically, it'll be cookie cutter for you. All you have to do is qualify, be serious, and go through the process, and don't expect to get rich overnight. This is a two- to five-year program. This is my third year in Zanzibar, and I'm finally starting to get my residency after the third year is about to be completed. So come December, I'll be three years in Zanzibar. So how would you expect you're going to come over there tomorrow and you're going to get residency when you have no clue what you're doing? I had to go over there four times to learn the lay of the land, build my relationships with the government people, build my relationships with the tribal people, let them be welcoming. And I actually had to go over there and provide them with charity to show them I'm not there to take. I'm here to increase and keep the power of Zanzibar for the Zanzibarians. And that's what a lot of people are not doing. I hate seeing just like you, these people on these YouTube and IG showing these beautiful pictures. That's all the sizzle and all the fake. They'll spend five, ten thousand dollars on a video or a website, and they own absolutely nothing. So when you ask them that one qualifying question, Kellen, show me, Kellen, what you own and what you got equity, and I'll get down with you. But if you can't, I'm not here to support your lifestyle. But if you can show me some equity and ownership with some some stamps, some certification in my class, I will literally show your people the deeds to my land. The government stamps, the department heads, they actually shoot videos for us, unlike the other people. My videos, like you said, my website is professional clean because I'm a business person who happens to be black, who happens to love Zanzibar. So I don't get myself 
pigeonholed into some diversity program. I don't have nothing against it, but guess what? I want to have access to all the pie. I don't want some welfare where you give me 5% while the white man taking up 95%. I want to go side by side with anybody and compete like Jordan. Man, that mic is hot. And he he wanted to say a name, but he's from a different a different school where we don't say names. We don't have to do clout, whatnot. We don't have to do that. But y'all know who you are and you know who I'm talking to. And I know you're listening. You've been to Africa how many times and you own nothing. Woo, that's a shame. Man, that's a shame. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's cats. So the first trip that I took where I paid the $800 deposit, there were like 25 black professionals and a dude that was putting the event on, he had been there like for six years. And I said, hey man, where's your house? Where's your car? Where's your building? He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, I'm over here. I'm going to hang out with y'all and half of my trip, I'm over here to buy property and invest in business. So it was so funny, the people in his group Two of them end up buying property with us. <laughs> and they had been there two, three times before I had. And we even have a video with a YouTuber. And she's like, yeah, DJ went out here and bought some property while we out here partying. Because I'm yeah. not out here to be clowning. I'm over there to create legacy. And what we're doing is we're building schools for the indigenous people. Here's the one thing I'm most proud about is that for any indigenous family that has children zero to 12 years of age, within a one mile radius of our resort, we're providing them with free health care, with our medical clinic, and free education. We also have created an irrigation system for them as well, Kellen. We're also building a university in about three years as well. So the government is embracing us. And when they found out that I was a black man, they got even more excited because yeah. it's uncommon. So talk talk, talk, talk yeah. about that. No, talk about the irrigation system. That was, I'm not going to let you just go over that because I've, I've we've built a borehole before. And when you build one for your property, you want to build it for the neighborhood to give people fresh water or access. Talk about that and Excellent. what made you, what that, made you that do is, that. That is so imperative because these people are living, you know, in a very simple life. So they usually, you know, dig wells and things of that nature. But what I found out is I looked at the other resorts. This is the appalling part that shows you how they're just stealing from Africa. You'll go up to this multi-million dollar resort and the roads leading to the resort will be like gravel and pits and everything. You'll be like, well, man, this looks like we're going into the hood. And then all of a sudden you'll show up to the Taj Mahal and they got all this beautiful stuff, but they provide no resources for the indigenous people. So the first thing we said was, we're gonna make sure that they have water because water enables them to have health. And then from there, we're gonna provide them with education. Then we're gonna provide them with uh, first class access to medical care. So that's very important because those people are being pushed out of their communities. And this is what I try to educate the Zanzibarians. I said, hey, you got to understand, you can't be giving your land up because you're now becoming the slave to your actual person that you're giving the land to that don't look like us. And this is the appalling part. And even though I've only been to Zanzibar, I'm sure it's the same in most parts of Africa that give up the land to the foreigners. They end up putting them as the front face of all the organizations, but they have no managerial, no C-suite positions. And that's appalling. Yeah. So I said, I'm not going to be part of that. So I said, we're going to do irrigation. We're going to do clinic and we're going to do education. And that way you keep your stuff. And then the most important part, Kellen, I'm partnering with the people. So I actually have five African business partners. So in those ancillary services that support our resort, transportation, I have a 
gentleman named Mr. Muhammad. He runs an excursion travel company called Mr. Muhammad's Exotic Excursion School. I partner with him. We got equity in his company, and now he exclusively can service our resort for our 220 units. On the um, concierge side, we have another gentleman that the first two resorts that I stayed at were four-star and five-star resorts. We actually hired the general manager, a gentleman named King Ali, only 25 years of age. He's managing a $20 million resort that was just built five years ago. And I said, hey, man, you've been doing this for how long? He said, I I've been in the resort business since I was 17. He started as a janitor and worked his way up to the general manager position. I said, how much do you own in this resort? And he looked at me like I was speaking Chinese. He said, I don't own anything. I just work for him, Mr. DJ. They give me a room and they give me $1,800 a month. And I said, but you're responsible for this whole thing? And sure enough, Kellen, he actually booked the trip for my last group that I took over there, like 20 people. And I said, Ali, I said, and I have this on video. We actually sat down with him. I said, Ali, we're going to build this resort and I'm going to have you run it portion of it for us. And I'm going to give you up to 5% equity. The young man literally sat there and started crying because he said nobody has ever done that for him. And even the Indians are, you know, pimping our people over there as well. I love Indians. I have a lot of great Indian friends in the United States, but over there, they basically use the people from the island to get their wealth. And another thing that they do, this is very slick. And this is the thing I don't like. So in order for them to have the ability to build resorts, they have to have the permission and the legislation from the government. So what these Europeans do, they befriend a high or mid-tier Zanzibarian, and then the Zanzibarian turns around and introduces them and endorses them to the government, and they tell them they're going to give them some ownership, and they never do. I actually have a gentleman that's going in business with us, that's going to help us run our resort, the whole resort that we're building. He actually introduced one of the major developers that are European to the government like 10 years ago, and he's still a general manager while this guy owns like $60 million worth of assets in Zanzibar. So we put an end to that. So everything I'm doing, we have partners that are African and working with Black Americans. And that's that's what our legacy is. That's very important because I, I tell people, you're not going to come over to Africa and act like a colonizer and colonize the people. So it's very important that you're doing that with the right spirit. Can you tell the people, because people, you know, they've heard, you know, some of the accolades that you've said, but I was for the 14 year old out there, I want to let them know. And I don't know yet, y'all. So this is going to be, you know, we'll find out. I, I think I did my, my research, but I don't know. School. What did you study in school? Did you finish? Did you go to HBCU? P, you know, PWI? Give us the background on that because people want to know, do I got to go to school to get to this level? And it depends if DJ did. I went to school and paid all that money, but I don't think you had to go. I don't think you have to go, folks. But DJ, you let the people know. Well, you know, that's funny you say that. Uh, I'm not a proponent for, for college unless you are going to become a lawyer, a doctor, or engineer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that again. Unless you become a lawyer, a doctor, engineer, you can get all the education on proper channels. Uh, I did go to school. I do have a former background. I did get an undergraduate minor in accounting and television production. I went to school originally to become a CPA. But when I realized that I didn't want to sit in front of a monitor, I stopped going on the CPA path and just got a minor in accounting. So that had nothing to do with what I'm doing today. So I have not used that outside of the first five, six years in my professional early life, I have not used, you know, my background. 
So anybody that's 12, 14 years of age, here's the great thing about it. We actually have a financial education program for kids as young as seven years of age. We actually teach kids how to actually buy dividend stocks. We teach them how to read annual reports and we teach them how to pick the stocks. And the reason why we do that is because I realized I had $60,000 worth of consumable debt and I had a 525 credit score when I was about 28, 29 years of age. And I had an accounting background and I was managing millions of dollars for corporations doing P&Ls and K-1s, income statements and balance sheets. And I didn't have a full grasp of personal finance and believe that it's true. And it's a lot of us that are like that. So today, young children, seven years of age, I can teach them how to buy dividends, read annual reports. And here's why I challenge the people who are listening to this. If your child has the ability to pick up a basketball at five years age and learn how to dribble, if your child can learn how to swing a golf club, play a violin, it's the same brain that enables them to learn about money. And we actually teach them through the Cash Flow for Kids program because I and my partner at 20 years named Melvin, we were one of the original affiliate partners with Cash Flow for Robert Kiyosaki back in 2000. We literally had created and bought his affiliate program in Chicago and we take people to a hotel called the the um, the, the Holiday Inn in uh, Madison, Illinois and have them play cash flow with their actual finances. And when they got out of the rat race, we actually sold them real estate. So I can teach young kids how to do that. We have a program that we do on Saturdays for one hour. We teach them about dividend stocks. We teach them how entrepreneurship and we teach them about business and we engage them. They pick their own stocks and they find their beauty of their intelligence and we just give them the support system to help them grow. So you can actually be a real estate investor at 14 years of age. You just got to have access. That's it. Access, execution. You get a dream, a plan and goals, and we'll provide the conducive environment no different than any educational system. So that's the most important piece. You don't need a college education. You need an education, but from the right people with the right access and with the right execution, and you can win. And even at 14, you can be successful and make six figures in two to five years. I have a 16-year-old son who actually works for me. I have a 19-year-old son, full scholarship. He does stocks investments. He created his own investment program. And guess what? I started teaching them both at seven years of age. And if I could teach them, I've taught hundreds of kids. And we actually have a young gentleman named Tajir. He actually is a financial analyst on Wall Street in private equity. And he actually does the program for us on Saturdays with my 16-year-old son teaching them about financial education. Man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. We're going to come right back to that because you done, you done messed up my signature question. <laughs> uh, you might have some more. But uh, but I, I thank you for being so vulnerable and talking about the mistakes that you made and not just like as, you know, a, a, a young, young person, you know, 28. People think, oh, at 28, you'll have it all figured out. Y'all, I'm 42, um, you know, dealing with all the things that you got to deal with at 40 plus. And you're always learning. You're always saying, man, if I could have did that better. Can you talk about any other issues in business that you went through? Because on other shows, I'm not going to do this to you. I'm not going to say no names because you might go on those shows later. I don't I don't create smoke like that. But <laughs> can, you talk, can you talk about, you know, the other um, things that have you've learned in business the hard way? Because now we're seeing everybody is a philanthropist. Everybody is an entrepreneur. Ain't nobody got two pennies together when you say, hey, let's go to Africa. Or you want to, here's an investment if you want to know what I'm doing, which I don't tell people unless they're paying, be honest. I find it to be tacky and most people don't care. And they want to, you know, treat you like you're special or something, which I am. But 
what other issues have you had? Because so many people are teaching tax right now who are bankrupt. So many people gone through bankruptcies. People say, how can they teach? I said, well, same way somebody who was married and was divorced, you know, they can tell you about marriage. Do not <laughs> despise the small, awful beginnings. Use them to uplift you. So anything else out there that you learn personally that you hope we don't have to go through? Yeah, so that's a great question because, you know, this is, you know, the uh, educational environment as an entrepreneur. I tell people, you know, I earned my PhD in entrepreneurship because I've been doing it for 30 years. And I actually started 12 companies, Kellen, and eight of them you would call or the general population would call failures. They were actually learning curves, just like going to college, just like going to high school, going to master schools and getting PhDs in, in the educational system. I learned how to become successful through my trials and tribulations. But what I didn't do, Kellen, I didn't repeat the same mistake twice. I learned from it. I'll give you an example. Raising capital. That's the biggest challenge for small businesses that they don't have access to capital, especially black professionals who have great business dreams and great concepts. They don't have access to capital. So when the money's flowing freely, when the pandemic and they were getting all these false PPE loans and all that crap, everybody looked like a success when they were just literally taking money that they couldn't pay back. So what I basically do, I say, look, let me put you into a program. It's called the Three Steps to Success. It's another program I created. People say, man, that's an old brochure. You know, it's purposely old to show you that I've been doing it for a long time. See, I always show the receipts, brother. So since 2008, I have been going across the country teaching people how to start business the right way. Here's what I found in my mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes I made is when I started my first cleaning company, which was my first official corporation called White Glove Immaculate Services. Having an accounting background, I made the biggest mistake, and that was I did not start my own retirement plan. I'm going to say that again. Most people get in business, and they get so busy trying to keep it afloat that they forget why they're in business. They're in business to have retirement and legacy. So I started this company, built it from the ground up from 1996, and then within seven years, it went over seven figures in revenues, and I sat down with my accountant. He said, hey, man, you just eclipsed seven figures in revenue, he said, but you created two big mistakes. I said, what could that be? He said, man, you left $500,000 on the table. I said, how so? He said, I'm, I'm shocked because you got an accounting background. He said, you don't have a Roth IRA. You don't have a self-employment pension. So you basically gave Uncle Sam $500,000 in taxes over the last five years that you could have put in your own bank, wrote it off on your taxes, and within 20 years, it would have been worth $2.5 million with a 7% return. That was the biggest mistake. And at that time, I was appalled, but I now have overcome that. So the first thing I do, Kellen, is I sit people down and say, you got to have three relationships to be successful in business. Number one, you got to have an accounting practice or a firm, not some part-time, you know, Jackson Hewitt person or something like that, or Walmart server. You literally got to go find an accounting practice with CPAs who have specialty in small business taxes, real estate taxes, and franchise. Okay. So they will cover every gamut of your tax life. The second relationship you have to have is a relationship with an attorney. Don't just have an attorney when you buy your house or all of a sudden you unfortunately have to sue somebody or somebody sue you. Have an attorney to protect your intellectual property, your trademarks, your copyrights. Have them on staff. And it don't take a lot of money to build relationships with people if you show them where you're going. The third one is you've got to have a financial planner or a certified estate advisor. So you may start out with only $1,000 because you just started learning. But 10 years later, you may have a million. And guess what? You're not going to have death taxes 
taxes, estate taxes, all of this stuff that you wanted to have, but you didn't plan that you were going to be successful. So a lot of times what small entrepreneurs and solopreneurs do, they want to be successful, but then when they become successful, Kellen, they didn't expect to have that success. So now they got the problem of having money and assets and taxes that they didn't prepare properly and they leave money on the table. So I sit them down and in the three steps of success course, I show them how to structure businesses. Kellen, there are eight entities that the IRS recognizes as corporation structures. And nine out of 10 times, our people don't even know that because they are into the trendy stuff. Oh, I got an LLC and I got, you know, my paperwork and they don't even know what a managing member is. They don't even know how to do Cafe Rule 125 is how corporations write off health care, retirement plans and all that. But they successful. And, and this person will make a million dollars and have, like I did, 500000 going back to Uncle Sam, when the tax law says, if you properly structure with a S corporation under Cafe Rue 125, which is a tax code, you can actually take a million dollars in revenue. And if you have all your expenses and your write-offs, your traveling is legal, ethically, and morally sound, and if you make less than 79000 in tax profit, net operating income, you can write it off tax-free. Now, let me say this to your audience. I'm not a practicing CPA, so before you go out and do anything, go consult with a certified public accountant to verify what I'm telling you. But I can tell you what I'm telling you is facts. So this is how the wealthy get wealthier. They actually use the tax codes. I can take $100,000 in income and show you tax laws, how you can put 33% of it back in your own coffers, pay off your debt, support your legacy, and actually go out and grab more assets than somebody make a million dollars. These are facts. Well, 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 tell us, because it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. I think you're from Illinois, right, originally? That's correct. You, I'm a Chicagoan. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, we, we love the Cubs back in the Dwight, what was it, Dwight Dawkins days. Yeah, we, we love Chicago. The refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we love it. But can you, you know somebody from childhood, family member, and I think all of us know at least one person, if not, you know, two handfuls, they're making all the money right now online, offline. I'm a, a, also a licensed sports agent. You know, you meet athletes and you see people waste money. They'd rather buy a car than to buy your services. Um, do, you, do you have a solution or maybe like a billy club where we can hit and knock sense into people? Because if we really took that money and brought it to Zanzibar, you know, even the guy who has 100000 underneath his uh, bed right now, he does various things. Let's just say he's a barber, right? Because y'all going somewhere else with that, thinking, Kellen, why you always got to bring your Oaklandish ways? But, like, what can we do to get out of that? Because your program, even at the 5000 and they can always pay you more. I'm putting that on there. They can always pay you more to do more things. What can we do to get that person out? Because we're seeing people make 50000 100000 a month in their various fields, but they will not go get help. Tell them a CPA. I don't need a CPA. My mama helped me out. My girl helped me out. Like, are, are you seeing a curve of that? Are we enlightening Kodak Blacks of the world instead of paying Master P 15000 to get some advice? You rather go buy a new chain or a new bracelet. I mean, your thoughts. Well, my thoughts are real simple. Everything starts with building the foundation, Kellen. And hey, guess what? I am an NIL certified agent as well, my friend, because yeah. I'm a, you know, former baseball player, have professional athletes as friends and clients of mine. 
And as soon as the NIL came out, I went out and got my NIL certification. And actually, I put a curriculum together for the University of Michigan, the University of Michigan. I have the receipts. And the only reason why it's not fully going with them is because they had a, uh, what do you call it, alumni who actually belonged to one of the biggest banks in Michigan. And when we we're about to implement my program, the alumni came up and said, hey, my granddaughter goes here and we want to keep the money with my bank and you want me to continue to get my millions of dollars of donations. So I would highly recommend that you go with our program over this program. And I got the receipts to prove it. I know Warren you know, Manuel, who is the athletic director of the University of Michigan, and that's not the name drop, but this is the world I live in. So mm -hmm. what I do for those athletes and entertainers, I actually just sit them down and real quickly, I just challenge them. I said, show me your budget and I'll show you 30 to 40% where you could have had created multi-generational wealth because again, the tax laws are your friends. See, see that, that's what they, they miss. So when you get into certain income brackets, you're paying at $120,000 a year income, you're at a 28% tax bracket. You automatically give in the government 30 something thousand dollars a year that your regular you know, mom who's your accountant or even all CPAs are not created equal. Again, as I said, you gotta have a corporate CPA. You got to have a commercial CPA and a franchise CPA because these are the ones that involve most of businesses and they know the tax laws and what entity structure. And I'll give you an example. In Zanzibar, we have two corporations. We have a corporation that's a C-Corp and we have a limited partnership. Why is that? Because as we own the property in the corporation, we actually provide investment opportunities to protect our investors through limited partnerships. So I basically become the general and I handle all the responsibilities of the day in and day out activities. The limited partner has a limited liability based on their investment. So that's a protection. Guess how I set that up? My CPA who actually did taxes for ExxonMobil, billion dollar tax returns. He said, DJ, this is the structure you need to have. And my attorney said, this is exactly the way it needs to go because my attorney also used to be the head legal counsel for McDonald's hamburgers for international trademarks and international property for McDonald's for like 10 years. So what I do is I show them my receipts are generally higher than theirs in corporate America. So generally they'll listen. And then I say, guess what? Just like you learn how to play baseball, first thing you need to do is learn how to get on base, get to second, get to third and score. It's not always the home run because that's a mistake. Where you score most of your runs are walks, steals and base hits and doubles. So let me show you those. And when I show them compelling information on all the money they left on the table, I get their attention. I say, guess what? You can get this information as little as $197 and I'll vet you and I'll bring my CPA. I'll bring my attorney one time only just to show you we are who we are and they'll go through your stuff. And then at that point, when they're serious now, Kellen, we now offer them the ability to become what we call an all-star member, which is a six-week entrepreneur program that you work with my CPA my attorney, my financial planner, and my banker. So right now, you see this bottle behind me? It's called Tolero. It is the only 100% Black-owned, 100% organic tequila. Yes, Rock owns a tequila, but he's not 100% Black-owned. Ours is 100% Black-owned. What's the importance of that? When I was doing work for AMAC, AMAC is the Aviation Minority Advisory Council. Anybody that does business with airports in the country has to be a member of that if they are a quote unquote minority. I don't consider myself minority. I'm the majority, but that's the institution. I became a speaker and an educator for them because I did the airport's benefits in 2019 in Alabama. So when I got then with them during the pandemic, 
there was one person that actually was the owner of Tolero. We met at a uh, happy hour. And at the happy hour, we had connections. And he said, hey, man, I said, what, what can I do for you? He said, I'm trying to raise capital. Now, he already had invested millions of dollars, but he had a stopping point because he didn't have access to a billion-dollar portfolio. I actually raised $5 million for him, Kellen, in less than six months. Awesome. Awesome. Now, this is this is beautiful. And you guys check that, you know, that company. I'm going to do my research because that's yeah. one that I have not not heard of. And um, I, I like to keep a, a, a black alcohol stack so people can. We, we're going to have it at the Go Entrepreneur event. And we actually have a link and we have a commercial 100 percent black owned, 100 percent organic based out of Atlanta. And in order for tequila to be called tequila, it has to be made in Jalisco, Mexico. See, most people don't know that. Just like champagne has to be made in France to be called champagne or it's called sparkling, you know, whatever. This yeah. is real deal. I've been to uh, Jalisco because we have a distillery in Jalisco that brings stuff up to the port. And for this company, they had a $200 million contract in France that they couldn't get the money to get the, the, the shipments off the port into America. So they needed $5 million. I connected them up with a billionaire who's a friend of mine. And we did business, brother. And now I own 5% equity for making that exchange. So it's a win-win-win scenario. That's the way we, we roll. So this is not something overnight. It took me 20 years to get this level of, of success. And it didn't come easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. You have to persevere. You have to be professional. You have to be persistent. You have to be able to perform. I just recently in the works of working on a deal with Microsoft. And again, you're going to be able to see all this at the Go Entrepreneur event because on August 5th, with my mentor, Dr. George Frazier, he held the PNC conference here in Houston. And I was there and he had a lady up on stage who represented Microsoft named Danielle Estrada. You can look her up. She manages a billion dollar portfolio on the East Coast for enterprise software for Microsoft. And her personal quota yearly is $100 million. So I got three minutes with her, Kellen. And she said, hey, if anybody's here qualified, got their ducks in a row, I want to advocate for you on behalf of Microsoft because Microsoft does less than 1% business with black entrepreneurs. Not because they don't want to do business with you because most of them come up to them and they're not prepared and they don't have real corporations. So I was able to show her in three minutes, turn into a two-hour conversation, everything I was doing in Zanzibar. And they say, hey, let's put our technology in your resort. And they introduced me to a black engineer that created an amazing technology that has a patent, Kellen. That beat Microsoft out, Google twice, and Sony that's going to create another multi-billion dollar cottage industry over the next five years. So I was able in a sliver, meet her, show her our plan. She invited me to Vegas. And now I'm in one of their commercials as one of their customers on the corporate level. See, these, these are facts. Equity and ownership, my brother. And this person, Danielle, will vouch for me. But who can say that on these streets? Because I'm not a... YouTuber, I'm not an IG. I run a real business in a real world. I don't have to get out on these platforms. You ain't gonna never know me because I don't do this stuff often because I'm in the real world doing real business. And that's what our people should be doing instead of trying to bling, bling, bling. And like Dr. George Fraser said, he said, wealthy people bust their butts to show you that they broke. Warren Buffett, if you didn't know Warren Buffett, you would not know he's a multi-billionaire. He lived in the same house he grew up in as a kid. And he drives a pickup truck that's 20 years old. But he said, you know what broke people do, especially our people? They pretend to be wealthy. They wear their money on their watch, on their shoes, on their cars, in their house. And then when you go into their house, 
Since I've sat down personally, Kellen, with over 45,000 people, 45,000, brother. I would go in people's houses in 2006, 2007, $500,000 house. They would have no furniture. They would have three, dollars $400,000 worth of consumable debt, but you would think they were successful. And they would be on the brink of not only bankruptcy, but divorce and tragedy. So you can't fool me. I haven't seen too many rodeos, brother. But I go in a house with somebody making 40000 and they got a million dollars in the bank because they started a Roth IRA, a retirement plan, started an emergency fund, and they're living like the millionaire next door. Well, you, you know, the Oracle of um, Omaha has, uh, he, I think he upgraded the pickup truck. I think he he, he got something a little more comfortable, but it, well, it was used is, is the rumor, right? Um, but it was used, y'all. But can you talk about, you know, I want you to talk about your community give back because that's my, uh, my um, thing. And I'm going to say, you know, you are a YouTuber. I'm going to put that on you because I think it's going to come more and more because it's in a time right now where we need people giving real game. Not that I can get you rich. Not if you go buy five Airbnbs and 10 Turos. But, you know, I'm going to put that on you the same way I would put it on uh, Mr. George Frazier, because when he gets on LinkedIn and does his thing, he makes it look so good. Like, yeah. you know, to be that age, everything's still intact. I'm talking. Ta yep. <laughs> Everything. I am taught and trained by George, and I got the receipts, baby. So we saw the video. We saw the video. But tell them another <laughs> community give back that you're doing, or one that you would like to do in the future. And you've been mentioning it the whole time. But again, y'all, he messed up my signature question, so I gotta ask. <laughs> well, one thing we we do a program called Faith, Love, and Money, and we do uh, financial education programs for children age seven to twelve. We have two tracks. So we take kids actually seven to 12 and 12 to 14. So we have one track Kellen that we take kids at seven years of age. We teach them how to learn how to buy dividend stocks, teach them about entrepreneurship. And then we teach them how to invest in real estate down the road. That's seven, that's seven to 10. Then we have the 12, the, the 10 year olds to the 14 year olds. We actually teach them how to set up corporations teach them how to start their own little small business operations, teach them to take them out and show them how to go door to door, set up, you know, lemonade stands, show them how to actually do typing and do editing and video, you know, stuff to put and make money on the internet. Then in the church, I have a program called Faith, Love and Money. That's actually how I began. Once I got myself out of debt, I went into my church at Chicagoland Bible Fellowship, Dr. Uh, Donald, uh, Ronald pa uh, uh, pa uh, Rackett. And I actually started teaching this faith, love, and money program to teach them how to get out of debt. So those are the ways that we give back on the numerous things. I also have a STEM program called D-Quad. I actually take kids who play baseball and I actually teach them the physics and the math and the business behind baseball. Because I tell them, you got a one-out-of-one one chance to be sitting in the C-suite, then you can get on that field as an all-star baseball player. And it all pertains to analytics. And analytics really isn't that hard. So I take kids to the airports here at Hobby and get them, you know, flight lessons. And I take them to the fire departments. I take them to the colleges, University of Houston. And then in the summer, we actually do a camp, this baseball and STEM combined. And we teach them baseball and we teach them science and business at the same time. So I've been doing that since 2012. And we basically now are taking those kids and now putting them into college. We're showing them how to pay off their tuition, and we basically show them how to put money aside. My son is full scholarship at the university, and my children, I tell them, I'm not paying for your college because you have an institution that I'm teaching you real life 
how to get in business. And I get those kids in the room. And this is what I'm excited about. So on Saturday, September 23rd, we're going to put these children and these young college kids in front of Dr. Jacqueline Bouchamp, who is the only developer of a video game on the Xbox platform, the only black developer. Signed, sealed, and delivered. She created the number one Hall of Fame video game that's in the Hall of Fame for Xbox, and she has the HBCU drum lines of all the major HBC universities. She is from Houston and a graduate of Southern University. So think about you have a young Black girl who wants to aspire to be in engineering, software development. She can sit up here, come to the event with her parents, and actually get introduced to Ms. Beauchamp and potentially have a mentor right there waiting for her. That's the give back, brother. The STEM is, and the children. Yes. I love it. I love it. And you say Southern. Was that Texas Southern or is the other? No, Southern no, that's Southern and Baton Rouge. Okay, you didn't know you were talking to a grambling man, but it's okay, Southern. We love y'all. We, we, we love y'all. Uh, you know, just from afar, from a distance, that's all. Uh, my wife and I went to Graham, so, you know. Oh, that's shout out. From. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's all good. You guys, we could go on all day, but you guys have got so much game. You need to rewind this. You need to take it back. We are, you know, DJ has written the book of ABCs of Wealth, but he also, I know, has another book coming, whether it's about Africa. Africa are just like period and speaking of books y'all I got the proof back I got the next series for London and Sydney exploring the world this is the proof y'all I'm gonna give you more game on that later but since we talking books and DJ had everything he pulling out signed Xbox games and the people he know I just I you know you you know come on the show and uh you know it's all good. It's all good, man. I love it. I love it. Black excellence, human excellence. You guys, we are stronger together. Um, let the people know where they can find you, especially on your LinkedIn, because I think the serious people will try to hit you there. But anywhere else you want to be contacted, especially your websites, too. Absolutely. So the first uh, thing I want to tell them about September 23rd, all you have to do, Kellen, and I believe we gave you the link is go to go, G-O, entrepreneurtour.com. Go, G-O, entrepreneurtour.com. And we actually are having an event September 23rd at the Rice Business School Shell Auditorium from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. And we're going to have Dame Dash in the house live. He's going to tell you about his new movie called The Prince of Detroit that actually is a successful story of a black family that actually built a hundred million dollar plus healthcare business and sold it recently in the past five years for over a hundred million dollars. So they're going to be in a room. Dr. Jacqueline Beauchamp is going to be in a room. I'm going to bring you the owners and the founders of a program called Grab TV. You don't want to miss this. The people from Google have actually teamed up with the people from Grab TV to actually partner with them to actually show you how to actually buy products and services live on live broadcasts right to your house in 24 hours. And these two brothers have the patent against everybody in the world. So you're going to meet them. So that's September 23rd. Then you can go to djthemoneycoach.com. djthemoneycoach.com has all my information, my profile, my bio, the corporations that I work with over the past 23 years. And then last but not least, if you want to get the education part that Kellen was talking about, we actually have a link that actually will give you a live training with us for two hours called the Back to the Basics Master Training. We'll give you a complimentary consultation with two of our high-end professionals, including myself, and we'll also give you a free 
t-shirt for you actually being part of the program. And that's for less than $197, but you get a t-shirt, you get a training, and you get a consultation with yours truly for the people who are serious. And that way you have three pathways to actually engage with us. And for those people who are not on the internet, you can actually call us toll free at 866-395-3042, 866-395-3042. And what we like to say to everybody, we wish them health and we wish them a pom-pom lifestyle. That's plenty of money and peace of mind. And we want them to come join us on the beaches of the World Club in Zanzibar. And you guys, plenty of money and peace of mind. Woo, I tell you, two different things. You got to work at them separately because y'all think just money will bring you some type of happiness that'll have everybody in your family hating you uh, if you don't do it the right way. So try to bring them up. And the LinkedIn, is it um, is it the same thing? I want to make sure because I believe you are a junior. So I don't want them to see daddy and say, man, he can't be that old. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm the only I'm the only one. It's it's uh it's a uh, DJ DJ Duransburg Jr. LinkedIn. So that okay. that way you you have that you have that information. So they can go on there and they can see everybody that we've done business with, the companies, the corporations that we've helped out over the years. And we work in a variety of different industries because as a regular professional, I do employee benefits doing open enrollment for Fortune 500 companies as my regular practice. That's how I made my lifestyle the way it is to give me the assets to build resorts in Zanzibar. Got you. So you guys going to catch it on his YouTube channel on when he plans on staying even longer. Maybe he'll do six months. Maybe he'll do a whole year in Zanzibar. You know, who knows? But you got to find that on his YouTube channel. So bother DJ, the money coach, to keep making content, to give you that beautiful scenery that you see in Zanzibar. And I'm sure he's that's not going to be the only place he touches uh, Cape Verde is next and you know everywhere else so you guys have been blessed by the game make sure if you do nothing else you share this with somebody it will change their life be blessed y'all hi everyone have you ever been curious about visiting Africa which African country were you interested in Kenya Nigeria Uganda South Africa Ethiopia which country are you interested in my good friend Kellen Cash Coleman came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20 and in this course you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is going to cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth a thousand South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African, I already know how it's like. I know that you know when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course, there's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. 
We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at DiversifiedGame.com.